On today's episode of Ticket to the Draft podcast presented by SeatGeek, we talk draft strategies and what makes a good comp. We go deep. Fred, yes. deep on the quarterback talk. Mm-hmm. That's like 20 minutes of conversation. Love that. We got a mock draft draft battle, which we love. We talk about the first three picks. Fred Smoot, Zach Selby in the house. It all starts right now. Welcome to the Ticket to the Draft podcast. I'm Logan Paulson here with just a guy, Jason. Just a guy. Just a guy. Just Zachary a Selby. <laughs> Seat one. And Fred, so we got a big cast today, man. It's yeah. really, really exciting. And just a reminder, Ticket to a Draft is presented by SeatGeek, the official primary ticketing partner of the Washington Commanders. And Jason, we got a really fun show today. Yeah, right. this is actually Selby's idea. Selby. Yeah. yeah. Give, the brain trust idea guy. <laughs> the muffin man. <laughs> <laughs> big so, idea Selby, guy. you want to explain what's going on? This is yours. I don't want to yeah. take your thunder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I was just thinking, like, you were Everyone thinking? does these PFF draft simulators all the time, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? What if we all do this? We all know, you know, draft, stuff. draft yep. guys. We know all these prospects. So why not see who has the best draft? Because we all like competition. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Now, as, as good as Logan is, I mean, Fred and I, you know, we're, we're willing to put our differences aside yes, for we a are. little bit. Yes, to we are. Put together a better the baking team. differences. Yeah, yeah the yes. baking differences. Mm-hmm. It's and, competition, man. It's healthy for life. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say this, too. I think people are sleeping on. Just the guy Jason over here and his evaluation. Because <laughs> so I, so I, was, I tell you this, I didn't tell you this story. I'll save it for the podcast. And I was out doing something. I was coaching high school football. One of the high school coaches came up to me and said, hey, who's just the guy Jason? Man, he's really smart. Is he like a scout? And I was like, no, he's, he's the producer. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, takes are being well-received. They might have liked Shout the Shout out to Coach Barb. Shout out to Coach Barb. Yeah. That's just when you put a microphone or a camera in front of somebody and they speak confidently – People tend to believe it, right? <laughs> so it's like, working. that's all I'm trying to You're do like, oh, is yeah. be confident. Makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I would say my evaluations are pretty surface level. Yeah. But I appreciate that. Oh no, yeah, Coach um, Barb, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, so so basically, we're drafting the first two rounds for the Commanders. Yes, is the, is the which is exact, three total picks. Three yeah, total number picks. two, thirty-six, forty. Right. Uh, there's four of us here, but we're going to do it as teams: Fred and Selby, mm-hmm. and Logan and I. And, uh, yeah, I think those well, are pretty dynamic hey, teams, yeah. to be honest. Hey, 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 when you need help, you go SOS. So you go Smooth and Shelby. That's what we do right now. You <laughs> go SOS when you need help. SOS? SOS. You said you need smooth, help. smooth and Selby. There's an A. No, smooth no, no. It's spell German <laughs> with an OA. There's an ampersand. <laughs> yeah, an, with an umlaut. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we couldn't put Fred and Logan on the same team. We got to keep that competition going. And uh, because Logan and I have been doing this podcast already together, it made sense for us yep. to appear in. Yep. So th- you guys are kind of a powerhouse uh, because Logan's going to have to do most of the heavy lifting on this end. Stop. But but uh, before we begin, before we begin this draft to see how the commanders, what we could end up with, yeah. um, I think we should talk about draft strategies because yeah. the point of this exercise is to show how diverse these picks can be mm-hmm. depending on who's making the pick, what the dynamic is in the room, what your draft strategy is going in. So uh, let's talk about that for yeah. you guys. Yeah. What's your draft strategy for today? Well, I think you got two options. Mm-hmm. You either a best player available type dude, or you a field necessity type dude. Do we feel spots? Mm-hmm. I think me and Sam be one of those people. 
we see holes and we want to feel exactly, holes, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how you feel, right? Oh yeah. I mean, because you look at this team, there's a lot of different holes they could fill. But yeah. Like you, there's also some really dynamic players, so it kind of works out a little bit. Where you have the best player available at the positions of need. Yeah. And I think it really works out because there's like there's a lot of really good players, especially in the top part of this draft. Well, I'm also one of those people when I look at a roster, I ask myself, what room do I want to add youth to? Mm-hmm. Because I can't fill every position with youth. All right, so at the end of the day, I say, who needs a youth infusion? And I think we got like four or five spots, especially on offense, that probably need that. Yeah, I mean, I, so that, that I, when I hear best player available, I get I like cringe a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Of course you do. As, as, as just maybe because Fred said it, I don't know. <laughs> just cut but like, him. but cut like, his face. so what what I mean by that is like best player available is a really interesting idea because you got best player available in terms of fit and like you said we need to fill needs. You should never fill a need in the draft. That's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion, right. right? Free agency's coming up. We should fill the needs there, and then we can. Make sure we get guys that, again, we think are best player available, air quotes there, and that fit the team culture, right? Because yeah. best player available for me and my team and yeah. Dan Quinn's culture here is going to be different than what it is for Dallas, right? Yeah. And what we can accommodate within each and every room. So we're doing this off of, like, talent and film study. Yeah. But really, I think the secret sauce is – the secret magic sauce for these evaluations comes in the meeting. And, like, hey, I've, I've worked with, with player X, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's a great guy. I could coach him. I believe in him. And that motivates me as a coach yep. to invest more time in him and make sure I see that development. Because I think that's the other thing is as good as some of these guys are, there's very few guys that are like plug and play day one talents, right? Mm-hmm. It's all a projection. So it's like, what is the most favorable projection? I would say in terms of best player available, this is the language I would use. Yep. What is the best projection to the team based on the infrastructure and the environment we have. Because it is, it's all projections. Outside of like Joe Walt, Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah. everybody's projecting big time to the NFL level. And I yeah. think that's what people need to understand about this process. Is like that's why the draft, in my opinion, is such a crapshoot because people forget that it's not a one-to-one. No, no, it's, it's like not. a 10 to one. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a different football game, the college games, the NFL. So our, our goal here on this side yeah. is to find what we feel is the best fit from a cultural mindset standpoint yeah. and make sure that player is insulated and grows within the culture here with well, the see, team. See, that's why I love uh, having uh, Shelby's analytics. You know, the <laughs> thing that we do over here is we understand <laughs> that it's going to be things that we can't control in the draft and it's going to be two or three players that dry, that drop yeah. that we don't think yeah. that's going to drop that we're going to say, you know what? We might can't pass and on And that's this why way. I spent hours putting in not a big board, but a mini board. Mini board? How, many, mini people, board. how many people on your mini board? Uh, let's see. So I got it like 15. Yeah, no, no, it's about 25. Okay. 25? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, so that, what do you I, think? I have Jason? a question about who cares? Yeah. I have a question bounced off and of, bouncing off of that. I'll open it up to everybody. Yeah. So when they, when people say best player available, yeah. right? As a fan, when I sit back, the Ravens were always tied to that. Oh, they always take the best player available. Yeah. And to me, it was like, well, that means it doesn't matter if they already have five so receivers. So it don't matter. They're taking one. Yeah. Right. But they didn't really always do That's that. That's not when how you they go back and look at how it is my question is what does best player available mean does that mean the best player in i'm a best player available okay i was slotted for the mid first round to right at top to the 10 and i dropped i dropped 20 picks and now a team like washington that had Deion sanders Dale green and champ bailey says no we're gonna get the best player available hence didn't think he was gonna drop uh sometime they say all right I, I, I got to pull the trigger on this one. I can't, like like Logan said, just because we draft a player to fill a gap don't mean he's going to fill a gap. Yeah. And I think that's what sometimes force uh, people to say, you know what, let me scratch this off my board. Let me go get this guy while I got a chance to get him because I don't know if I can find this talent anywhere else in the draft. 
Well, I think a really good example is like the Kyle Hamilton thing from a couple years ago. Perfect. Like he's, yep. you know, we were supposed to go top 10, 10. potentially slip yep. to 16. But I do think the interesting thing about that, that specific situation is people are like, oh, we should have taken Kyle Hamilton. Is I don't know if he's the best player available for Washington because I'm not sure they had a very clear vision for of how to yep. use him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy that played post safety in college, what was obviously going to be more of a box player in the NFL. And so we had a guy here already in Cam Curl that was a box player that we're really happy with, right? Mm-hmm. So how did we see that? role and so I think what Baltimore did a good job of is saying this is the best player available but we have a vision for how to use this guy right yeah, and it's yeah. I think that's the thing that people forget it's not they they draft good football players that are tough and physical I think that's something people forget about in the evaluation everyone sees like these high-flying one-handed interceptions or like the beautiful pass set from the I'd right tackle. By four three they, they see that stuff yeah. right but it's really are you tough are you motivated to get better mm-hmm. like because those things are awesome and then talent and then do we have as an organization yeah. a vision for the direction you're going and so I think that's when I see Baltimore I don't think they're necessarily taking the best player available I think they're taking talented players but they have a very clear vision vision for that player and you look at teams that draft well like I think another great example is San Francisco it's awesome because Adam Peters yeah. is here right yeah they drafted George Kittle and I remember talking to guys about George and they were saying oh I have him as a fullback I have him I, you know I don't think he's gonna make it special teams guy and I remember watching this film like after he got drafted to San Fran I was like he's gonna be awesome in this offense because he does what they, they do him to in this offense he's a really well they can run routes they can run routes and he's good at like shouldering through contact and mm-hmm. getting getting open in the seam and it wasn't like he could run every route yeah. But he was good at that stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where people forget. It's like, what is maybe best player available for me and this team and this organization? And I think that's where it gets a little bit muddy because, you know, people say, oh, well, you reached on that guy or this guy fell. Maybe that wasn't the right fit for, for that specific team. But if you get who you like, I don't think you ever reach. Like, because I no, just, no, but I, that, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, because if, if you have a, if you get who you like and yeah. you have a vision for that, that's the thing. If you have a vision for that player, mm-hmm. right, Zach? Yeah. Then you're, you're right in the right money, I think. I mean, and plus, on top of that, like how many times has been the best player available, quote unquote, then been drafted by a team who doesn't have the right vision? Yeah. All of a sudden, they become a like a quote unquote bust because they didn't really work out, yeah. and then coaching yeah. staffs get overturned. Yes, stuff like that happens all the time. So that's why this is such an important, even though it is a crapshoot. It's important to come in there with as much information as you possibly can to make the right decision for you. Selby, so, let me ask you another layer to that. Does position value? like a quarterback and what you're saving in money as a rookie matter to best player available. Does that tie into that? I mean, I think it does, especially whenever you need a quarterback. That definitely helps out, right? Because I've always heard that if you, if you, whenever you draft a quarterback, you, you have to reset your franchise five years. At least that's what you want, right? I mean, so. Financially, you're saying. Financially, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, and especially considering how quarterbacks are being paid these days. I mean, they're getting paid $50, $60 million against the cap. Like, that's, that's a significant amount of, of of uh, investing you're putting in one guy because they can they can change the game so much so yeah like best player available a quarterback like you need to find a guy like that and luckily Washington is in a good position where they I think they have two or three guys they could easily say you this could be a franchise guy if we develop in the right way but right. I, yeah I think now it's it's quarterback but it's also other positions of value and I think it's you know PFF and analytics just in general but I think it's like you look at quarterback you look at receiver you look at offensive linemen yeah, and exactly, I, I don't yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence Fred you've talked about this a bunch off air off yeah. camera like that there's going to be probably about eight to nine offensive linemen in the first round. There's Easily. probably going to be mm-hmm. six or seven receivers in the first round. And then yeah. who are the other guys? Defensive backs and pass rushers. And pass rushers. And those yeah. are the guys that, again, are the value adds to your team. Like I know there's a lot of people saying that A&M linebacker might go in the first round. Cooper. 
but I, when you look at the history of linebacker, if you yeah. get an elite linebacker, it's a value add to your roster. Yeah. But if it's a developmental guy, like like Selby said, right, that's five years of developing a guy yeah. to get him to a point where another team can pay him. He'd be good for that team. Yeah. Right? So it's about these these players that can add value immediately to your team. Yeah. Like, there was a reason guards don't go in the first round. Or yeah. centers tend to be lower value, right? Because mm-hmm. based on the numbers analytically, they don't support – in increased uh, wins, I guess is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, and I can so, take a lesser tackle and make him a guard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the thing about that. What you're talking about position value is like I think you'll see you're seeing it more and more each year. Receivers getting pushed up, quarterbacks obviously every single year, but offensive linemen and edge rushers are the guys where there's a ton, a ton of value to those positions. And here go to think about it: 32 players taken in the first round. I hate to see it, but it's such a reality. 50% of these guys might not pan out. It's true, and, and, right? and I'm sorry. I know everybody think that that first 32 is where the magic happens at. I think I give all the draft gurus props for finding the second round, third round, fourth mm-hmm. round, fifth round talents. That's that when the scouts value really comes into play. And that's, and that's, that's when I think you get the meat of your team. Mm-hmm. Most 70% of the, uh, the NFL is non-drafted, seven-rounders, six-rounders that make up the roster. Yeah. Because think about this. If you're part of that first 32, you only got show, so long to show me that you belong. Big big point is guys like John Bates, right? Yeah. Doesn't do anything flashy, but I think rosters need a guy like John Bates who doesn't do anything I crazy. I call him a maintenance man. Run block, He's a maintenance ball. man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, you got to find the Logan Paulson. The Logan Paulson. He's a maintenance man right there. You know, my air conditioning down. Chemistry builders. All right, a real quick exercise before we begin. Just give me a name. Who is the best player in the draft? They're saying a lot. Uh, you know, you want what? me to go first? Yeah, yeah. Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, like hundred percent. Yeah, and so for me, this is this is how I would value this. And again, this is where like a big board is different than like a draft board. Obviously, on my draft board, Caleb Williams is the best player because he's the most value, right? Yeah. Yep. But in terms of projection, easiest projection in the NFL, a guy that just. You know, you look at Marvin Harrison Jr., his release package is excellent. Yeah. His contested catch ability is excellent. His ability to run the whole route tree Perfect is excellent. Perfect wide receiver. He's got, the blo- he's got the bloodline. So we talked about projection. Yeah. The projection for him is like stepping off a curb. Yeah, right? Non-failure. Yeah. Right. yeah it's, it's, I don't want to say it's non-failure because there is. Like, I could trip on the curb and yeah. fall on the street. And but it's as much guaranteed <laughs> as I've ever seen <laughs> in the draft. So that's why he is, he's, the, he's the best player because the projection's the shortest, right? Yeah. And obviously, Caleb Williams is the guy you're going to take first overall if you're Chicago or whoever, right? Whoever, yeah. Whatever that looks like. But I, that's what I'm saying is guys like that, guys like Joe Walt is another yeah. guy. Yeah. The projection is stepping off a curb, yeah. Yeah. right? Whereas a guy like, I don't know, Malik Neighbors. Yeah. His, his ceiling is way higher, maybe, than even... But you don't feel like it's mm-hmm. a true guarantee. It, it's not a guarantee the same way those other two guys But are. I feel like Romeo. See, they, they go the thing that yeah. makes me not pick Harrison as the best player because I don't see that gap. We'll talk about this, too. But yeah. so Because for me, the, the gap is the, the speed. I think I think you're I think I agree. Rome is excellent. Rome Roma Dunze, the receiver from UW, Dunze. right? Yep. He's excellent. He's an excellent football player. But I see... With Harrison, I think he's going to run well. I think he's going to jump well. I think physically everything's going to be there. Yeah. With Rome, I just want to. I do, I want to know he runs a four four. Yeah. Because right now, if he runs a four five, high four five, I'm like it's going to push him out of the top ten. Yeah. So you're like, what is he really? Because again, contested catch, all that stuff you're talking about is there. Yeah. But I want to see. I got to see him run with Harrison. I have no question about it. And so that's why he's the to me the best player in the draft. Well, I always say if they ever uh, uh, compare you to a great, I'm probably going to trust you. 
And all I've heard with Caleb Williams is he's very Patrick Mahomes like. Yep. If I have a chance to ever draft a Patrick Mahomes, I, I can't grade nobody higher. That step off into the curb is well, a lot of people feel the same way about, about Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams. Like he yeah. can turn your franchise around yeah. in year one. Yeah. He's but, got sure he's got a lot of room to grow for sure. Uh, but listen, like, he's by far not a perfect product. Like, but the ceiling and what he could I mean, be. Example, Houston Texans. A lot of people consider them to have the worst roster in the NFL. Yeah. They draft C.J. Stroud. All of a sudden, they're one of the surprise teams in the NFL. And they and, also and draft good, Will Anderson as a pass yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, they, they, and they, killed, got they killed the draft. Rookie, dual rookie of yep. the year. And mm-hmm. they tell you how guys can affect you. We said positional value. value yeah. Quarterback, pass rusher, two of the highest. Yeah, but again, to the Caleb Williams point, like the – the ceiling is high, yeah. right? It's like when I'm walking across the street and I'm getting in like a Lambo. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, the ceiling is you very, You stay very, walking across the street. It's very, very high though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But also like I got to walk through four lanes of traffic to get there, I think. So and you I, know, the Lambo don't help you in the snow. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I, the comparisons of Caleb Williams to Patrick Mahomes are scary. Why? Because what if he's not Patrick it's Mahomes? It's unfair to him. He, but, but no, he's is, Caleb yeah. Williams. They saying that he's Patrick Mahomes. I, I, this I, is what they saying. He throws with a baseball like control of the football. If you see the the way he, he flicks his wrist, the way he throws across his body, the way he do these things, Patrick throws the football like a baseball. So right? you're talking about the traits, not necessarily not the what person. he's going to be. No, no, not the, the he has these traits. Okay. And that's why when I when I see Drake May and I've brought up who I think he is, and some guys don't agree. I think he has a little of those guys in him. And these are not saying this is his defining trait. He has some traits that I seen from them. Cause think about this. When the Bills drafted Josh Allen years ago, in his first year, nobody thought. Josh Allen was going to turn to Josh Allen. They knew he needed work. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about it is, do you have a coaching staff to nurture and, and bring him to where he needs to be? Yeah, I think that's interesting, the Josh Allen thing. Same thing with Caleb Williams, too. I think that they're both relevant here. And even Jaden Daniels, to a certain extent, is Josh Allen has ruined quarterback evaluation, in my opinion, because it, he was such a projection. He was a traits guy that projected really well to the NFL. And most times those traits guys, they don't develop – you know, yeah. it's like how many guys have big arm, can run, but they never Lots become of them. And don't develop like that. Yes, <laughs> right, you know. And so these traits, these qualities have made people go, oh, well, Caleb Williams is going to – he'll develop in three years. But, mm-hmm. like, if you look at the history of the NFL, that doesn't always happen. Oh, you know? no, no. They, it, our numbers say one out of these three quarterbacks are not going to be right. good, and one of them might be okay, yeah. one of them might be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even if Caleb Williams is not in Mahomes, like – Mahomes is, is an inevitable force. He's like, an alien. Even if he's a little short, that's still pretty dang good. Absolutely. And don't forget a lot of people passed on Pat Mahomes. Let's just understand that. Yeah. That's the Trubisky draft. Yes, it was. Yeah. So they, they had bigger <laughs> grades. A guy that had a better grade than Patrick. But I think going back to Patrick and watching him, like there's a lot of stuff that make you go, I don't know if that works at this level, you know? I don't know if that – and I think, with, like, when you talk to NFL GMs and scouts, one of the things they consistently say about Caleb is, like, can he play in schedule? Can he do anything in schedule? And the the history of a quarterback who can't do stuff on schedule and in rhythm of being successful is very, very low. Like, I would rather have to teach you to throw on schedule – than to try to give you a trait that you can't, you have to be born with with throwing off. I, I, yeah, I'm with you, but what? But but I would push back and say like, 
so much of offensive football needs to be on schedule. You're thrown in a tight window. So if my default setting is I pull the ball down and try to make a play, mm-hmm. like think about Russell Wilson, how that offense is a, always a little bit Don't hampered. Don't Russell in this. But Russell <laughs> or like Zach Wilson was a guy that was off schedule all the time in college, right? And I'm not saying they're the same. The it's, Shanahan is coming out of you right now. But 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 <laughs> but I'm just this is this is this is the counter to Caleb, right? Yeah. This is why not, this is why he's not uh, this is why he's not Trevor Lawrence in uh, my opinion is because that feature of his game, every person you talk to, that comes up first thing out of their mouth. Yeah, it's like he's talented, but can he can he play on schedule? Yeah. And so again, like the talent's there, but he is more of a projection than I think people want to acknowledge, especially after watching this last year. At yeah, USC. and I can say this: I just watched the Super Bowl. And I, I both give, guys. No, and I give Brock Purdy his props. He's one of the most on schedule quarterbacks in the league right yeah. now. He's on schedule. But to your he, point, though, he, he all big, some a lot of those third down plays. Yeah. He's off schedule. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm not saying you don't need that, but you need both. Is yeah, what I'm saying. I, I, that's not what I was bringing up. Yeah. Is I just watched this on schedule guy have a great Super Bowl, but I watched the off schedule guy beat him yeah. with instinct and game ability. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's the thing that us as ex football players see that scouts don't see. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can see the stuff that says, you know what? This is kind of orthodox, but uh, it's gonna get defenses I mean, fits. It's amazing, but it, again, like it is, it's something you worry about because, like, like people who I look at, like um, Bryce Young, for example, I think it's a great example. Like at Alabama, he's uh, this great creative nuance. You know what I mean? He's got this point like, guard. That was yes, point guard. I love that description of him. And then he gets the league, and the windows are a little bit tighter. He's holding the football a little bit longer. Gets sacked a whole bunch. Does Caleb do the same thing? Does he just because he doesn't see it right now? Yeah. Does he pull the ball down and do we get sacks, exactly. force yeah. fumbles? Because yeah. he, you know, people don't talk about that either. Thirteen fumbles last year. Thirteen fumbles last year because he's running around unaware where the rush is at. But, yeah. So that's a lot about Caleb Williams. But that's to me where where it's like he's not the best player. He's not the best player in the draft because mm-hmm. it's it's a long road to to get. And if the projection hits, yeah, you're really stoked. But well, let's do this. Let's see. If Caleb Williams goes number one overall, we don't even have to talk about him anymore here in our draft. So we're going to start the uh, PFF mock draft simulator here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fred and Selby, you guys can pick first, Mm -hmm. and then we'll pick. Oh, wow, we're letting us pick first. Yeah, we'll let you pick first. Well, we are guessing. My mouse has just disappeared. It's right there. (laughs) Okay. It's really tiny. It's really small. Yeah. I need glasses. Well, listen, small (laughs) mouse, they eat cheese, too. (laughs) (laughs) The, the Fredism of the day, man. Of course, that. watch watch the simulator take Drake May. No, took Caleb Williams. All right. Okay. So Washington's on the clock. Caleb Williams is off. Fred and Selby, talk us through. What do you guys So doing? this was the first thing we really debated, obviously. Yeah. It, to, it, Wait, it, the, first, the second pick overall yeah, you debated it? Wow, yeah, who would have yeah, thought yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> it's either going to be – it would either be Drake May or Jane Daniels. Yeah. I'll admit I was I, I liked a lot of the skill sets that Jaden Daniels has. Yep. Brings up that improvisation that I bring up that I brought. You did. But we kind of agreed that we think that Drake May could project him to be something better. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes to a couple of things. Cold weather. Uh, his height, his ability to throw across the middle. You got to throw across the middle when you're in the league. Uh, yes, he has some stuff to clean up, mainly about his feet and his technique. But I just think when I look at him and Jaden Daniels, for all the great things he did, and Jaden Daniels is the best deep thrower in this draft, I just think you have to have more nuance at the quarterback position. And I thought. Drake May could bring those nuance and not excited for who he's going to be the day he makes it here, but who he's going to be in the future. I think 
my ceiling, and I know most people say that Jaden Daniels' ceiling might be a little more because he's faster. I just think as a complete player, I get more with Drake May than I do Jaden Daniels. And, and the film, the film I think is better last year than it is this year. But yeah. it's not like this year's film was bad, right? But I, I mean, do want to see. Co- I want to see quarterbacks go through adversity. I don't exactly. want to see just your good times. I want to see what happens Look. when you have no weapons and when it's just you. You talk about explosive plays, which is something Washington needs. Yeah. Third best passer on passes of 20-plus yards. He had 32 big-time plays. Yep. Um, only three turnover number. plays, uh, yep. turnover-worthy plays. Um, and he didn't do that well under pressure, but I think generally overall, like, he does he does have more consistent play. And plus, on top of that, you talk about, like, you know, you mentioned off-air that he has a lot of, you know, he, you think he's faster. Than people yeah, he's think faster than he most people think but, he is. But here's what, here's what I think. I don't think he's going to be able to do that much in the NFL because kind of like with Bryce Young, like he's not going to be able to do the windows are tired and all those stuff. I don't think he's going to be able to do a lot of that stuff against more physical players. Mm-hmm. But he has the pocket ability that he can rely on as he can kind of add that wrinkle to his game. His, all, his eyes are always forward. Even when he's scrambling around in the pocket, he's always looking to try to make better plays downfield. And I think that's something that, I think Jay Daniels, I think he's explosive. I think he has a lot of ability. I don't know if he has that ability quite just yet. Yeah, 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 most definitely. I totally agree with you. Now, we, in our comp for him, we had a hybrid between Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. That's where the comps will lie to you, man. That's yeah. where the comps will just straight well, lie to your a face. A cupcake and a cupcake and a blueberry, the same thing. <laughs> that, that's where a comp, like, because, like, I've heard a comp of Sam Howell. I've heard people say, oh, he's, he's a bigger Sam Howell. And so does that, that changes the color. Sam Howell uh, don't make but me But is that only because he came from the same right? school and is in the same offense? But, yeah, like, that's but, what it but, is. Same jersey. Yeah. But I like, think when you, when you go watch him, you're like, when I, I go back in my notes and I'm saying, oh, he's not very accurate. He's not good against pressure. You know, like there's some mechanics issues. There's some timing issues. And I go, oh, like, what did I write for Sam Howell? And it's like, oh, you know, he's not very good against pressure. His accuracy is a little bit, you know, like it's the same where, where, thing. Where that means there's coaching problems, not player problems. Is it? Because, uh, again, we saw some of those same issues here with Sam this year. So I'm not saying I think this is this is going to sound like I'm hating on Drake May. But it, I'm saying, you are. You but are. I'm saying when, you know what I'm saying? In the comp. <laughs> The comp, will, the comp will mess you up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's why when I see a comp that's bad or an off comp, because I think when you say, I think I think he's Justin Herbert and a mixture of Josh Allen, two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at no, the no, moment. No, 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 no. I'm like, talking traits. I'm not talking about. I don't think his arm's that better. good. Listen, his arm is better than you think it is. He's a better athlete. So you want him to run. You want to see him run in his tights in Indianapolis to, before you, oh, before you give him to me, his props. I saw a little bit of Jared Goff. I think that's I think that's a better comp. He can be the same thing. He's a better athlete than you think. (laughs) No, I I, I like Jared Goff. He's the Rodney Dangerfield of quarterbacks. They give him no respect. I love Jared Goff. I see something different in Drake May. You know, I wasn't high on Drake May like a month ago. This is gonna sound like I don't like Drake May. Uh, This is gonna sound like I don't like Drake May. But this is my like. Well, actually, like I think he's a good college football player. But it's not like Drake May is like an easier projection based on his 2023 film than Jaden Daniels. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this is a conversation they'd have in the... In the Jared Goff did go number one, if he, y'all didn't know. No, I he know. did. But like that, I, I agree with Zach. There's some issues to Jared Goff's game when he was in college, right? Mm-hmm. But he's got a big arm. And he's got that that kind of statuesque ability. And he he's developed, a statue. He developed over his over his time in the NFL. Yeah, Logan, I'm going to push back on you. I know we're on the same team. Yeah, but no, I'm going to push, no, push back, back on you push just back, a little bit. Push back. Because uh, we've had this conversation off air a lot because yeah. you struggle with comps. 
I don't like that comp though. And no, the, well, don't the like reason comps he, at all. he don't like no comps. I, the man who doesn't do comps. The reason, like the reason you struggle with comps is because you sometimes, and, and it's not wrong, but you sometimes say, oh, well, he's not going to be that person. Well, comps are not supposed to be, he's going to have the success that this no, person no, no. has. So let, let me it's be clear. For the standard person who isn't watching film, gets a general understanding of their body type, how he's they look. He's a sports look, guy and he's a throw- sports guy. Let me, exactly. let me say this, though. His he's, arm he's made. His arm is not as good as either one of the players you just mentioned. Like, that's a fact. No, no, so I, no, no. Comp. I tell you this about Jane Day. So, he throws the best deep ball, but he does not throw well across the middle, and he does not throw well outside the numbers. I agree. I agree. I'm not saying that he does. But what I'm saying, but, but, it's I, two spots. but what I am saying is that when you make a comp of Josh Allen, what's the trait that Josh Allen has? Well, Josh Allen came in this league wildly inconsistent with everything. Wildly inconsistent but with everything. He had a howitzer for an arm. Yes. Justin Herbert had one of the sickest arms in the NFL. His Drake May's arm while good, is not that good. That's why I like the Jared Goff comp a little bit better. It's, he's got talent. So, so then the comp is what Fred said if he didn't do as many push-ups. Right, like it's like but you're that, taking Fred didn't that say body that. Type, Fred said we're mixing it, them together. We got two cupcakes I, and a I blueberry. We got so a muffin I'm adding one nuance like to it for you to feel good Can about it. Can we both right? say he's more athletic than Jared Goff? Could you give him that? So. Yeah, I would I say so. so. All right, all right. So now he's a running Jared Goff. Which, I mean... A more athletic Jared Goff. Like Jared All right, so is that, that a better call? I cannot take that and run with yeah. Logan's happy. All right, so... because but, 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 but I'm saying, like, that's where a comp will lie to you. Like, if I come into the draft room and I say, he's, jo- he's, he's Justin Herbert. I'm like, well, shoot, man. Justin Herbert went top five. And that, it paints a picture... I think it's somewhat inaccurate. A lot of people did not believe. But you're not doing that in the draft room. Yeah, they do. They do. They do do it in the draft room. I understand. I understand. Their their comps are going to be, I would say, a little more nuanced and deeper than what we're trying to do as the media. We just because we're not expecting that just a guy Jason on the other end has watched all this film. Just give me a name. I know. Yeah, it's like two artists looking at. Similar picture, and someone could be like, "Oh, well, this one has more detail." On this, this is a windbreak, right here. Yeah, yeah. Huh? You, but, you're not wrong. I'm not saying I'm, but, like uh, you're, I'm, your I'm logic's trying, I'm wrong. I'm trying to paint a picture for the fans too, because I think I think people throw that Herbert cop out all the time. He wears number ten. He's big. They I, look I, very I, similar. I, I wasn't thinking about but, none of it. But but like but what I'm saying is like it's it's different. It's not quite the, only the same. Reason guy. I threw the Justin Herbert out there because I watched Justin Herbert come out of college and get picked apart. Because he was a part of a running offense. In and Oregon, he, yeah. And he was not challenged to push the ball down the field. But when he were, when he did throw the ball down the field, it was very impressive. So I can only take what you, you give me to show. And when he came out, I remember seeing it. I like, I love Chase. He was like hard not to look at him yeah. physically and say, I want one of those. Yeah. But I was like, eh, I might take Justin Herbert. I said it many times, and people shot me down. Yeah. They shot me down. And they were like, he's he, he's raw. I was like, well, a, a lot of us make it here raw. Yeah. That don't mean I can't get to where you want me to get to. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about Drake May. Yes, he is flawed. Every every player in this it's draft besides Marvin Harrison yeah. is drawed. It's flawed in some kind of way. I agree. I think that's that's good analysis. Well, speaking of Marvin Harrison, I'm not saying we're gonna draft him here at number two. Now that we're on the clock, we've been on the clock. Like seven receivers, but but for the for the guys that said they're taking the best player available, they passed over Marvin Harrison Jr. Left them for us. Yeah. So if we're Washington at number two, are we taking Marvin Harrison Jr. or do we have to take a quarterback 
what see, do you this think? is this is where I think it gets a little bit weird. It, this is where best player available, I think, is a little bit of a lie. Because, like, yes, he's the best player available. But, like, in terms of impact. Not for us. It, yeah, is he the best player for us? Yes. Right? And I think that's the question. Is like, probably not for the Washington It's like commander. marriage. <laughs> Just <laughs> because you're the most <laughs> handsome guy in the world don't mean you're the best mate. That's for a great this point. Person. You've you've experienced well, that. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over one, but I'm not a quitter. I'll be up in next year's draft. <laughs> uh, next time we're talking go, about I, I might go two. <laughs> I might go number two. I like that shirt, by the way. Hey, why? Thank you. It's so, French. So, what do you think, Logan? I'm thinking we have to take Daniels here. I, I think so too, and I, I like Daniels. And again, like I like Drake May. I have my reservations about him. I have my reservations about Jane Daniels. I think the thing I come back to is I think the lottery ticket. It's got a bigger payout for Jaden Daniels. And I think that's the thing. I, I Lower floor, higher ceiling? Yes, I think that's a good way to think about it. Like with Jaden Daniels, like the running ability. So when you watch Jaden Daniels, he's very accurate. He can, I think he can make all the throws. He's thrown to two absolute dogs. Studs. Like Malik Studs. Neighbors is a dog. First round, both first round receivers. Ryan Thomas. First I, round receiver. He's awesome. Six, he's, hey, I think he... I think he can have a high ceiling in the league neighbors Dude, in the league. I'm just both saying. Both those guys are super impressive. But the deep ball accuracy is great. The tight win- he, he threw a lot in the tight windows, which I respect. I like to see quarterbacks not turning down tight window stuff. In the SEC. In the SEC, you know, he played great against Alabama, great against Florida. When his team needed him to make plays, like against Missouri, they were down 28-3. to three. And he came back and they ended up winning that game. And he just carried them through that process. And I and again, he won the Heisman this year. He's the best player in college football. And there's, there's things about his game I don't like. So he turns stuff down in favor of scrambling, uh-huh. which you won't be able to do in the NFL. Yep. We got to get we got to learn that through. You know what I'm saying? Just like there's some stuff with Drake May. But I just think that lottery ticket is so high. It's like the payout could be huge because I think I see a lot of a lot of Lamar in him, and uh, I think uh, I think he's got a better. But see, look, think about. Well, how, wait a minute, think Lamar. About, I want Lamar. No, no, but, a man, Lamar. But, but a man that don't like comps, he just gave the worst comp of no, all time. But think about. But think about how that comp just biases you, right? Because he's not Lamar. Because he's more of a linear runner than Lamar. I think he's a better scrambler. He's, he don't got the wiggle. Yeah, he doesn't have the wiggle that Lamar does, right? Yeah. But I think he's coming out of college. I think he's a better natural passer from the jump. He's in a simpler offense because Lamar ran this kind of a pro style, yeah. you know, and so it's a little bit different. His arm talent's a little bit better. His yeah. mechanics are a little bit more consistent. You talk about adversity, Fred. Yeah. He started at Arizona State, didn't look very good. Yeah. Built his way up into this player now, right? So I do think there's a lot of stuff. It to, has some pro coaching at Arizona State, too, also. Yeah, that's a great point. And so I think there's a lot to like about him. And I think I just come back to, like, if I were to take Drake May, I'd be very, I, Drake May, I'd be very happy. Yeah. But I also, I come back to, like, I think I think he could be special. Like I hate Joe Cump. Special. I hate Joe Cump. Well, when I think of Lamar, I think of his size. Which means like he, he yes. kind of stout. Yes, kind yeah. of like the yeah, Cam Newton built. But that's no, not how like Jaden's so, built. So, some, so the other comp that people say is, and I think this has this gives a negative connotation. RG, is RG three, and I don't think he's that guy because I think he's. I think let's he's more, not act like RG Wooden, who that boy coming out of college. Like maybe like like, like uh, Cunningham, maybe is maybe a better comp for how he runs. Like he's taller, all right, Randall. Yeah, all and right. He's got a big arm, but not a huge. Like maybe that's a better comp, but. Um, but I think like there is a is a more instinctive runner, a more natural runner. You know, Roberts is track guy, very linear. I think yep. he's Jan Daniels has a better feel. I also think he's he was in a more diverse offense than Robert. So I think yeah. it's like Robert if he I don't even know I how I hate to say it. I feel like I feel like we dated this person before. I in the draft, I feel like we dated this person. You know I told you I feel like he was RG four. Mm-hmm. Not only did I feel that, his real name to me 
is Robert Campbell. Half Robert Griffin III, half Jason Campbell. But that Campbell. biases the kind that comp biases you, I think. And I don't know if it No, I think Jason Campbell won national championship guy. Like we ruined him with like six coaches here. Yeah. We ruined him. But what I'm saying is delivery, size, Jason has some size on him. I think Jason's size is similar. To, to, to his. Daniels is uh, 6'4", 200 pounds. That's Jason. That's Jason Campbell. So you mentioned the height with Drake May. They're the same height. You know, obviously Drake May is 240. Like He's thicker. Like well, yeah. well put together. But, yeah. And, you know, Jaden Daniels takes a lot of shots in the running game. I'm with you. He got to learn how to slide. But I think I just I just look yeah. at him. I just And, again, maybe you're getting mesmerized. Because, like you said this, Zach, 2022 and 2023, I think Drake May is a better football player. But if you just look at 2023, it's not even close. There was such a big gap in yeah. there for but even, even when he, before he transferred to LSU, yeah. there was a big gap there. Right. And the exact some of the same arguments you brought up why you picked Jane Dennis was exactly the argument that I brought to Fred. He did. Now, now the biggest thing that I have, biggest problem I have with him is that he seems like he just he sees his read, and if it's not there, he, he freaks out. I think that's true. I think I, I freaks out is probably because I always feel like he's pretty composed. You know, like he's not like mm-hmm. you don't get happy feet. He's very deliberate about when he scrambles. He's very per. Very purposeful about yeah. doing it. I guess it, right? more I can say is he's he's looking to run. I, I think that's fine. I think it's like if it's not there, if if I don't love it, this is what I see from him. If I don't love the read, if I don't love the progression, I'm gonna run. Yeah. And against every team in college football, like he murdered. Like against Alabama, one of the fastest teams, one of the best, most NFL comp teams, mm-hmm. he looked like the best player, like by far the best player on the field. And obviously he's, he leaves that game early with a concussion because he gets hit, not on a scramble, but like a late kind of a dirty hit. Um, but and I don't, I don't hate that as if you're a young quarterback trying to learn the game and everything. But yeah. like eventually, you're always going to have to learn how to win from the pocket. That's what yeah. Drake May I think has an advantage over so, Jaden. I agree, and I think I think he sees the middle of the field better. But also like in this Cliff Kingsbury offense, like one of it's going to be big windows. I, I, it's going to be big windows, but also like one of the things that I think adds a lot of value to this offense is a quarterback that can run well. And I think Drake May can run, but I think. Uh, Daniels is just a more dynamic, more agile. Yeah, more, he's more of a weapon to you. More of a weapon. All and, right, all right. and and again, I I don't like I don't if they drafted Drake May, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, but I think part of me is like I think there's a there's a huge payout if it all goes the way it's supposed don't to. go. Don't get me wrong, I think we win no matter what. Yeah, who you pick, and, it, and, it, and yeah. like you said this already, Fred. It comes down to the coaching and the yeah. system they're coming to. Yeah, but I do think. I just think you. I think the ceiling is so much yeah. higher with Jaden Daniels. Like I said, I don't think you lose with any of yeah. these dudes, and and I don't want nobody to think I'm being negative when I say RG three. Because let's be honest, he won the Heisman just like Jaden Daniels, yeah. came out just like Jaden Daniels, and let's be honest, he had a hell of a rookie year. Yeah. And if he just take that coaching that, that that he got around him, I believe he keeps going. Yeah. Like let's just, let's just be honest, the, the, the worst thing that got in front of RG three was RG three, mm. but the athlete himself, he could play the game yeah. of football. I'm saying Jaden Daniels can play the game of football. We don't lose taking either of these guys. And I think that's a great point. Like the combine's coming up here. We haven't we don't have that information yet, but how do they interview? You know, and that's like there's, there's always guys, stuff that yeah. comes out where it's like I, like I am Cliff. I'm sitting in the meeting room with Drake May. And he's quiet or something and, and I, don't and say and anything. He, I don't like how he answers the question, yeah. but I, I I hit it off yeah. with Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Like I want the guy that the that OC that yeah. the OC yeah. likes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, it might be the other way. It could be uh, Drake May's the guy that oh everyone loves him right yeah. but I think like that's going to be a huge data point in terms of getting the staff invested in the guy and then making the decision from I there. think that's smart because I think no position matters more about the human himself than the quarterback that's a great point because he just touches so much an imprint of the team and we are actually an imprint of him 
that's a, that's a, I love that. I, I think that's great insight because like think about how many times like like Kirk Cousins like you, when he when he got drafted here over RG three like yeah. the leadership that he has compared yes. to our, you, you know yeah. like the no no the, the the team gravitas yeah do you bring grown men together and make them want to play for you? We just saw Patrick Mahomes do that. Let's be honest, the best roster on that field was the 49ers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best team were the Kansas City Chiefs. And being yeah. vocal and being able to relate to players is so different. They can make it interlap, interlock, but they're not always the same, right? Because right. you see a lot of quarterbacks who are not exactly the most outspoken guys, but they can hang up with the offensive line and they can they relate can do, to the running backs. Baker Mayfield, people can say what they want to. His teammates play for Baker. Yeah, Is Baker the quarterback that go out, and I'm going to have a beer with you. You yep. know, Tom ain't take, putting them carbs in his body, but you know when you get to practice and you're going to get on that field, Tom demands your best. Well, it's got to be avocado tequila. Hey, I, 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 I if he can do that, then okay. George Clooney got it. <laughs> yeah. Heineke had that Do you agree, he Jason? Here. They yeah. all loved did, playing yeah. with him. He just didn't have the, the skill The talent. Yeah. yeah, but guys And that can elevate a team. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, as a Jag fan of this team, I'd be happy with either one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. I hear exactly what you're saying with the lottery ticket of Daniels, and that really excites me. Also scares me yeah. because I've seen that with RG3 yeah. and like and, those type of players. And his, but his, and sorry to cut you, his film in 2023, I, I can't stress this enough. Phenomenal. It's amazing. He, I heard a stat. I'll, I'll have to stack check this at some point. Yeah. But I heard that in his last year – he had more touchdowns than Daniel Jones had in his whole college career. Yeah, like yeah. he was. And Daniel Jones went in the in the first round. He was yeah. like that, and I think yeah. that's the thing that I get caught up in because I haven't watched any 2022 of him. I've just watched 2023. Yeah, he is. I, I don't want to say magical, but that's the kind of player you're talking about in yeah. 2023. Yeah, and it's so easy to get caught. It's so up. alluring. Yes, yeah. but guess yes. what? Every draft has a weasel in it. And every year we watch this weasel go to the combine and dominate and run up the draft. And it could be anybody from Michael Penix. That could be a Bo Nix. Yeah. That could be like we watch somebody stocks mm-hmm. explode. JJ McCarthy is yeah, the guy. JJ McCarthy, yeah. who I don't think can play <laughs> at this that same level. Case was so real. <laughs> well, he might he might be there in our next pick. But what I'm saying is he's he might be the weasel. It's a weasel in every yeah. draft. Yeah. So let's 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 move on here. We spent a lot of time on that pick, but, a bit, so but we should. It's the most important it, pick. It's going to define this franchise for the next several years. Oh, so a very important pick. Oh, oh, only did one round there. Don't worry, we still. That's it. all right. We'll do it again. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. All right, so we're starting over the podcast then. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll just delete all this stuff. But we, well, we are at the second round, and this second round pick is almost a bottom this, first rounder. So let's right. understand. And this get. is from. Is this this one right here is the Montez Sweat one? I think so. 35? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got there and from Chicago. And then 40 is... No, 36. 36. 36. And yeah. then 40 is our... No, 40 is from Chicago. 36 is our, uh, our master number okay. two. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. I should have... I so while known. there was while there was some discussion on the quarterback, obviously, I feel like we were pretty much in agreement from the start. We wanted to go... We wanted to go with the big skill. We wanted to go with the offensive line. Yeah. And we had one guy in mind that we really wanted. We both wanted. agreed from the dough. And it was Tyler Guyton. Tyler Guyton. Out of Oklahoma. Dude, if he's. I, if, if, now, I, now he might not be there player. in real life. Because <laughs> he's rising fast. But if he's, he's here, there, he's he here. feels like he's going to be a first I'm picking player. up the phone immediately. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. give me this guy. He's a damn dog. I mean, forward tight end, forward, forward running, running back. back. Right, fast, athletic, strong. 
mean. Like ain't nobody shared cornbread with him for years. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about when I say mean, I mean mean. And he raw enough to not have bad habits. He got a couple of bad He's habits. He's got some. But but, sure. but but raw enough to be all completed. And if you're getting this type of, how should I say, like worth in the second round right mm -hmm. here. I think he one of them guys that can come in and start. And that's what I'm looking for from an ad beef. How quick can you help my team win? And I need to draft some starters with them them two picks. And I think we we both landed on guys. He got better at the senior bowl every single day. And you mentioned the yeah. raw techniques. Yeah. Like his head was down. His head ducking a little bit. He kind of he kind of catch people whenever he's punching. Yeah. Uh, his foot his fit his footwork wasn't exactly where he wanted to be. The next day he fixed a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and he he, he mentioned the athleticism, like so he's there was a they were doing some team stuff in the senior in the senior in the senior bowl and they were doing some inside inside zone and he had to cut off the backside linebacker. Yeah, and that is hard for a tackle to do because one yeah. you're going to be against a lot big a lot more athletic a and, lot faster than you yeah, and linebackers are getting small and yeah, faster. Yep, yeah. and so he had the right angle. Yeah, he knew how to get flat without avoiding any traffic. Yeah, and he cut off that linebacker run back just goes right behind him. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Plus you add the raw technique mm -hmm. like. He's got. He's just a ball of clay that's already so good without doing all the right technique stuff. Yep. This guy is like he's. You talk about just explosive. The 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 uh, the 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 lottery ticket. Yeah. He could be so special yeah. at this level. And if you're gonna get a sports car, you need to get a cover when you buy it. <laughs> and he's the yep. cover. He's the cover to protect Drake mm -hmm. May, Jaden Daniels, whoever you want. We got to get somebody to protect. And went up young. against someone like the best guy, like Darius Robinson, Chris Braswell, and played held his own Texas really Texas. well. No, no, he held his own in a passing offense. Yes. Oklahoma is a passing offense with wide zone running, so he know how to handle some of the stuff he's already going to be asked to do. Dude, I, if he's here, I think you're – Doing backflips. I, I don't think he's here. Like you said, Zach, I think it feels like he's going to be a top 20 player at this See, point. Oh, you got the guy but he's, from Georgia, Alabama, J.C. Latham. I just think there's enough pass rushes just, and enough tackles to push him. I hope. It, it could I happen. Hope, it I happened hope in so. this one. I hope so. Yeah. I hope he's here. But I think that's say to just support what Zach was saying. Like, just you, you bet on traits. Yeah. And with tackles specifically, like athletes. Yeah. This dude is a tremendous athlete. He's an easy mover. Like he's got the length. He's got the size. Like he's ba he's built in a lab. Six seven three twenty seven. Yeah, three twenty seven. Thirty four inch arms. Like, he's not big Trent, man. but uh, the athleticism. Like nobody know has ever hooped with Trent. Trent will take the ball and do a three sixty dunk with it, and he's your left tackle. Yeah, so, this guy is. I mean, if, if he was here, you'd be. I mean, again, like it's. Uh, he's these. Uh, uh, can you go to the edge rushers here real quick, Selby? Yeah, Just in the spirit of of. If Talking this, about more guys, happens, we're not going to pick Chop him. Robinson, if, Penn State. No. No, I'm not, no, he's we're, asking. No, no, but what else is available? For, a Chop, Adisa. So this is interesting. So he's a 48th player. Can you go to corners, Zach, real quick? Yeah. Corners and receivers, please. Uh, Xavier Thomas is a guy that I had been looking at also. Receiver and we'll add corner here. Yeah, corner. Let's see, where's that? Right, right there. there. Yeah. All right, so here's who's left. You want to you want to read down? So we got Lad McConkney, who is awesome. He's like a perfect little slot receiver from Georgia. He, but he's he's good football player. But, I don't but does he fit? What I mean, we he's need. not a marriage for us right, right now. Keon right. Coleman is the big guy from Florida State. I think a lot of people are excited about him. I get super nervous when I watch his film because really? he's not a great separator. And is he? But knows how to can make catches. Is in traffic, he? Though. Is he? Is he Keneal Harry? 
from Arizona State. Ooh, that's see, my question. This kid, but your comparison, but no, but really no, scary everybody. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, is no, he, no, you is, right? Is he that guy? Because yeah. again, Keneal, when you watch Keneal Arizona State, mossing everybody inside Arizona State, right? Yeah, Arizona State. Yeah, yeah. that's how he plays. Mm-hmm. And but he not a great separator, not a lot of nuance to his routes. Yeah. So like. What who, is, is, who is he, really? Is, is what you ask. Yeah, who is he? Because, like, Devontae Parker is another guy that comes to mind that fits that kind of not-a-great separator, yeah. big guy. So I've got, like, a I like his film because it's fun to watch. It's so funny you brought him up because my draft that I got drafted, you remember Rod Gardner? Clemson wide receiver. Is it? He was taken, and they were supposed to take Santana. Right. right. But they took Rod Gardner, another big receiver that could not separate. And so when you look at big receivers that can't separate – in today's NFL, like separation rate is becoming such a driver of production mm-hmm. at the next level. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, you know what I mean? Like it makes me go, oh, no, I don't love that. It makes me really nervous. Devontae Walker is another guy. Fastest dude yeah. you'll see. Can't catch the ball. Did, did, yeah, he struggled to did, catch the ball at the senior Didn't play ball. a lot, but Leggett. He's, yeah, he's South Carolina he's there. there. Yeah. And again, he's a guy that – not not a nuanced route runner, but has enough like kind of awareness and like size gets open a little bit. I think a little bit better than Keon Coleman. But again, you're dealing with guys that I don't know what the value at is. And the other thing with receivers specifically at this spot yeah. is there are a thousand receivers in this class. You're going to yeah. get a good receiver mm-hmm. later. Like you can, in the third round, get a good in the third round you're going to like fall on a receiver. No, no right. I can take Wilson from Florida State if I want a big, tall big, receiver. Big, tall receiver. I like him a lot. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Pearsall, probably in a third round player. Yep. He's... He's like Lad McConkney light. So there are so I probably would avoid a receiver here. So, yeah. Sorry, so, we got in the receiver there. Sorry. Yeah, we got in the receiver. But also remember, we're picking only five spots That's after this point. again. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to I you don't need to reach for somebody yet. Go to With all these receivers, you're gonna get a good one. Yeah. In just five picks, if that's you want. That's a great point. So we got to find, I think, if I'm in the room with you, Ooh, we got to... that might be the pick right there. We got to find Patrick somebody Powell. that is in a position right now that I can't uh, get... Kingsley. A, ...a good value at in just five picks. So... Like, where is it thin, and we need to get that player? So this is one... Okay, Tyler Guyton, I think we all agree, probably best yep. player available at this spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm really pissed because Darius Robinson went pick 35. He's a guy that if he's available, you sprint. He's the defensive end from Missouri. Yeah. You sprint that oh, up yeah, there. You baller. sprint that up there. So the couple guys that I'm looking at, are, uh, Graham Barton from Duke, mm-hmm. played center, played guard, played tackle. He is a guard at this level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is super twitchy, super physical, Plays through the whistle. Do you want to spin a high pick like that? He's a, he's a second round pick on a guy that can play four, three spots on the offensive line. That's you, valuable. And so, and again, like awesome. I think if he goes to the Senior Bowl, we're talking about him in a much different light. What he about what about Patrick Paul? Patrick Paul, this seems a little high to me. I think you can get him later. I think okay. I think in real draft land, yeah. if, if this is real, I, this is yeah. PFS rankings. Yeah, I think uh, Graham Barton, you feel really good about the other guy. I know you hate him, but for Dan Quinn's system. Might be the move is Chop Robinson. Okay, I don't mm. hate Chop Robinson. That's not. <laughs> I never Chop said Robinson that. Hater. So I'm a Penn State fan, right? And all, go to linebacker. He just person. frustrated me. That's all. He is super athletic. So you you know how you all been saying like he's a sports car, a Lamborghini. Yeah, he's a Lamborghini. Yeah, but he's if you put somebody with a driver's permit in it in the Lamborghini, it, it, you, you never have, got a chance. He, he's not. He's got one thing, and Penn State and has he's really good at it. But it's just one thing: you show up a five star, 
and you leave with three stars. <laughs> but, that's, like, but that's why you get in the coaching there, and you you give him a driving instruction to say, hey, so here's how you do that's this. Where, that's what you're betting on with Chop. You're taking where, his athletic ability, and you're betting you can make him be what you need him to be. So this is level. something about Chop that I think is really interesting, with Chop specifically, is I think he is, when you watch his film, and don't nobody freak out. Everyone calm down. He don't be in. There's elements, elements, elements in terms of athletic profile. Not the player, athletic profile. Not this guy, athletic profile, Micah Parsons. Okay? So when you watch him, his burst off the ball is the best of the class. So Chop Robinson, Micah Parsons. <laughs> don't, no, that's not what I'm saying. Would you, Micah sick. Would, yeah. would you say he's the defensive end version of what Anthony Richardson was to quarterbacks last year? Like just all these crazy traits. All these but we're not but, but, sure but, but, but about everything all else. over the table. But yeah. Anthony Richardson was like, Good at football, like, I, I know, like I I'm not saying the chops. And not. I fought you last year about Anthony Richardson. Yeah, you you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm more on board after watching him. I'm play. just, I, I'm trying to buy in the chop here because he's such a physical. But I, so this is what I say. I think if but you're he using, disappears, man. If you use, if you use him the way that they use Micah in that system, where he's lining up in the a gap everywhere, and, and he's just explosive. You got him running on stunts yeah. and loops. Like he's yeah. gonna run probably a four four. Yeah, like he's that kind and of that guy. will get you taken in the first and round. So he's gonna yep. imagine him running a loop stuff where he doesn't have to like win with his hands yeah, when he doesn't have to beat people with his mm -hmm. with his technique in but this with system you might elevate him yeah right again i think graham barton is a guy that just feels like a just a nice but, easy double we're just getting on base boom double well let me okay what about the other penn state edge isaac so i would i have a slightly higher grade on these are isaac okay a, slightly slightly higher and i just think because i think he's he's gonna test like an absolute yeah i said comma is gonna be pretty Pretty big. I think he's going to jump over 40 inches. I think he's going to run a 4-4. Mm -hmm. And, again, I like the other guy a lot. But who else is on the edge? Let's look at the edges. And then, weary. I think we go so, edge here so, because it's so, thin at this so specific Adrian, spot. Adrian Cooper. Adrian Cooper is interesting because I've seen, like, he's a freaky athlete. He's a tweener, though. But, again, do you want a developmental linebacker yeah. to your point? He's right? a tweener, dude. All right, who are we taking, Logan? I'll defer to you. So if I was going to go here, because another guy that is on this list is Marshawn Keeland. And I like his film a lot better from Western Michigan. He's 6'3", he's 270. He plays like he's got a firecracker up his butt. Like he is not, he never slows down. I think you get him later. So I think you go with a guy that is more valuable here in Graham Barton. And this is where okay. it's tough. Because like I, was, I was really hoping Darius Robinson or the edge from UW was going to be here. And in this mock, they're not. Uh, Robinson went right Just before. such a dagger. Yeah, right yeah. before. Yeah. So. Uh, the guy from UW. Uh, uh, the Bryson, Bryce, Trim yes, yeah, Trice. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he's what's, big. What's his name? Bryce. I'm looking it up right now. It, his name eludes me. I watched him yesterday. Bryson Tremaine. So did y'all no. end up taking? No, I don't receiver. think that's right. That's <laughs> did y'all end up taking Chop Robs? Y'all, no. y'all so right there. No, I don't think we're gonna take him. As much as that pains me, I think we're gonna go because I do think I think he's I think his value in this system is more Chop Robinson mm -hmm. than other places. Yeah, but I would probably go Barton with this pick. Yeah, we got you. Huh? Hey, go 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 to DB real quick one more time. Let's just double check. You looking for DJ Turner from Auburn? I'm just looking for just I want to find somebody that I like. I'm fired up about. Well, you should go to the safeties. Miami two safeties. Uh, yeah, there's safeties on here. Sorry, we're this is not yeah, great well, podcasting. No, right. this is really bad. We need to make a pick. Carmen Kitchens. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they would have already moved on. Graham Barton. Graham Barton's the pick. I would say Carmen Kitchens sitting there. Yeah, Graham Barton. Graham Barton. Yeah, Remember. I feel really good about that. And you're talking about Trice. Trice, yeah. Yep, from if, if he uh, was Washington, here, 6'4", 270. I could do a backflip also, but 
All right, let's move on to the third round here. No, we to the second pick of the second oh, the, round. Second, second pick of the second, second, second round. Second round. Okay, yeah. Fortieth uh, um, so overall. I gotta admit, you know, this is where we kind of deferred a lot. Yeah, yeah. This is where it gets tough. It, yeah, it's this. where it gets tough. Now, I ha- I have some opinions that I feel like we should go receiver here. Yeah. He feels like we should go tight end. All right. So let's look tight at tight end. I've been saying pull the receivers up first. Yeah, let's pull the receivers up first. Receiver. And receiver. I feel there's a guy that now. Now look, man. We both like Leggett. We let's both love like Leggett. Let's not let's not Xavier fight Leggett that. from uh, uh, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. He's a bigger, stronger, faster version of Debo Samuel. And here's the something too. He has traits that this roster needs needs, and I don't yep. think really has right because you got a lot of guys who are kind of the mid-sized same. guys with yep. mid speed, and those are great. We yep. love those guys. Yeah, but you can't have the same. Yeah, you can't have the same. You need guy. to have a dude that can say, "All right, we're not going to be able to throw you the best pass all the time." Yeah, we need you to out physical a guy down the field and flip it for us. But see, this is what happened to Leggett. He he's a victim of our prior perceptions, our prior doings because we mm. took a wide receiver a year ago. Two, we right. took a guy. I think we got to go tight end here. I like because at the end of the day, we got a tight end sitting here. And the one thing I get tight ends when it comes to defensive players, they keep drives going. Wide receivers might make the big plays, but if I can get a big play tight end plus a chain mover all in one, take us to the tight end, brother. It, it, let it's me, big. Yeah. Let, let me tell you who we're taking it to. Jatavius Sanders, Texas. All right, we talking about a guy, I'm guaranteeing you right now, at almost 6'4", 245 pounds, he might be running a 4'4 when we, when we watch him. If you want to see what he can do on film, people, go watch Alabama, Texas at the beginning of the year and see what he did to one of the best safeties in college football, some of the best running inside linebackers in football, and he do what I, I want all my tight ends to do. He likes to get his clothes dirty. Yeah, he does block pretty good. He likes to get his clothes dirty. So now that I got a quarterback with the first pick, now that I protected him with a tackle with the second pick, with the third pick, the law firm was smooth and Selby said, we got to get a tight end in here. And not just a tight end, a tight end that can grow with the quarterback and be with him for the next 10 years. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to defer to you on this. Yes. Because I, tr- I, I trust you, Fred. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this, this relationship we're building right now, I think yeah. we're more alike than we're similar. But I'm, I'm going to throw this into you. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I, tr- I trust you here. Yeah. Maybe in later on in these other drafts, yeah. you're going to have to trust me on some other things. No, I, I, I got one you. pick. I got no, one. No, I, I got, can trust you, but when I looked at this tight end list, Cage Stover, I think in the league he's going to be an inline guy. And I just kept looking down, and the only other guy that I said could probably be the one-on-one was Jaheim Bell from mm-hmm. Florida State. But he's almost a hybrid Cooley-type player, and he's more of a route He's only runner. 6'1". Yeah, like he's more of a route runner, halfback. Type of dude. Only reason I only reason I say that is because when we get into more drafts here, yeah, there's a, there's an offensive lineman that I think is really going to be a steal. But we just took and, off yeah, his lineman. No, but what I'm saying is yeah. later on in drafts, yeah. I, I want you to trust me on one of these. I, guys, I trust you, right? brother. I trust you to the right. end. We're going, <laughs> we're going with we're going with Sanders. We're, yes, we're that is the Bacon Sanders. brothers. I think that's a little bit of a reach there, Fred. Why he's ranked fifty? Like you no, no, told no. me, who, no, no. Who, this who, is what you told me. We need to fall we'll in love with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to fall in love with him. You just said it ain't about PFL. Who gonna, fits what we need? I'm going to say this. Theo Johnson, excellent football player. Ben Sinat, excellent football player. Jared Wiley, he's not even on this list, is mm-hmm. maybe the best of those guys I just mentioned. So I think you can get a guy who can be a game changer that isn't a tight end at this high. And think about good tight ends. You know, Travis Kelsey, third round. Kittle, third round. Mark Andrews, third round, right? 
that I think is where the nice value add is there. But I think he's a good football player. Jatavian is a good football player, no doubt about it. For us, it's Chop Robinson. And I think we are... Oh, no debate. Thank you. Know. I'm going to say, did, you, did y'all <laughs> consult with each other? I mean, no, think, no, no, no. We need to go edge. It, yeah, we, we said need we to need to go, go, edge. go edge. I don't like Chop, but I do defer to you. So go to, go to the edges real quick, just to give like some context here. We'll keep this really quick. Um, Chop, again, is the guy I think he's going to blow up the combine. Adisa Isaac is also here. His running mate at Penn State. I'd rather go with Isaac. Got a lot of juice. I don't think he bends as well. And the thing about Chop that gets me a little bit nervous, he's a little bit of a one-trick pony, edge power guy. But I think in this system, with all the movement these guys do in terms of stunts, mm-hmm. I feel like Chop might be the more productive player. But again, I love, I love Marshawn Keelan. Love him. And again, Where's he from? He's from Western Michigan. And I think we could take Javon Solomon later, Troy. A dog. He's a dog. He's a whole, dog. And we got the whole third round to get receivers. That's that, that what I'm saying. See, we're set up. We're set up There's for, a lot for, of for glory like, right We might right. miss yeah. out on the get, but we've got a lot of other guys. And we still got Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and other yep. guys to fill in the gap. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All yeah. right, I'm with you with Chop. We're betting on our coaching. Yeah, we're betting on our coaching. Betting yeah. on the coaching, which. Which, again, is what you got to do. Yeah. So yeah, We do went so. basically primary offense. Yeah. We went. Oh. We went. We had an offensive draft. Yes. Yeah. Do I think what you need? Yeah, you guys drafted only offensive players. No, we drafted a tackle, a quarterback, and a tight end. Yeah, yeah. So we, you guys had your your three picks. Yeah. Yep. Which and our three picks are: we drafted Drake May with the number two pick. We drafted uh, Tyler Guyton. Tyler, I mean uh, Tyler Guyton, good tackle, and we drafted a tight end, an athlete, not Logan, an athlete. All right, that's what we drafted. Honestly, I think the best pick we had is Guyton. Just because I, th- I think at that 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 value, the best pick round. has to be Drake May for uh, Guyton to live up to what he needs to be, and for Sanders to live up. I, I, I hear you, but yeah. Guyton's a guy that can protect your your, your biggest asset. Yeah, you're right. So we got, and we got we got Jaden Daniels, we got Graham, uh, not Graham Barton, yeah, Graham Barton from Duke, the uh, yeah, center guard tackle, and then we got Chop Robinson as the edge rusher, explosive Solid edge pick. rusher yeah. who's yeah. going to be uh, pretty dynamic. We need to fill that need. Yeah. Well, we want the fans to vote for who they think had the best one. We'll put that poll on Spotify. So when you download this on Spotify, make sure you vote for Logan and Jack Jason. (laughs) Jack Jason. (laughs) 